Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we're discovering what it takes to hear God. I believe that God wants to speak to His children. I believe that the voice of God is powerful and life-changing for those that are willing to listen to His voice. But if you're not listening or paying attention, the proper posture to hear the voice of God is this. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're in a pivotal series on learning how to listen to the voice of God. Mark started a message titled Beginning to Listen, which taught us about the proper posture we need to take in order to clearly hear God's voice. Today we're continuing this practical lesson in the book of 1 Samuel to be better positioned for the changes and challenges we'll face in the coming year. So with your Bible handy, go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Mark is revealing a lesson from the life of Samuel. Now, here's Mark Job with Bold Steps Weekend. So Samuel is just hitting his tween years. He's just hitting puberty, 13, half child, just entering into his teenage years. And he sleeps in a small room that's part of the temple area. In the main temple area, there is an ark called the Ark of the Covenant. Wherever the ark went, it was like God is going there. It was the physical manifestation of the presence of God. You remember the story that God said, you shall not touch or look in this ark. And where one of the priests, as they were transporting the ark, raised his hand to stabilize the ark because the oxen stumbled and God struck him dead because he violated the commandment. He touched the ark. The ark uh, broke down, the oxen stopped, and many people looked in the ark out of curiosity. All those people were struck dead. God was saying, this is holy. It represents my presence. And so here we have a 13-year-old boy who's training to be raised as, to serve in the house of God, sleeping in a little room beside the presence of God. And I want to give you a peek at his first experience at hearing the voice of God and what we can learn from it. It says in verse two, one night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was laying down in his usual place. Eli was already old. The lamp of God had not gone out. There was a lamp that would burn constantly by the ark of God. And Samuel, the 13-year-old boy, was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Now, there's a couple of things I want you to take note of this. If you're taking notes today, I want you to jot this down. I want to talk to you about how to discern the voice of God. When God speaks, expect him to get your attention and disrupt your routine. Samuel was sleeping and God awakened him out of his sleep by saying, Samuel, Samuel. How many of you know that oftentimes we're unwilling to listen until something awakens us? How many people do I know that have heard their testimonies and said, I was going down life and living my life, had very little time for God, but I was in a near-death collision and suddenly I was shaken up. And I felt like God spoke to me and 
said, I'm giving you a second chance or something disrupts our routine, a death in the family, a shakeup at our job, a near-death experience, a, 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 a dream that awakens us, uh, something that takes us out of our routine because oftentimes we're too busy chatting, too busy in life to stop and listen. I meet with the pastoral team every Monday here at Midway and so there's uh, 21 pastors that I meet with every Monday. We pray, we worship, and we gather together for planning and so forth. And usually there's a few other people. So usually there's about 25 to 30 people. And when we go upstairs, try to get a bunch of pastors to be quiet. Whoa, this is a major challenge. And so they all joke because when I'm trying to get their attention, I'll go like this. I've, I've gravitated to, to, since they were all making fun of me going like this to get their attention, I gravitated to turning the lights on and off. But, but what am I doing? I'm disrupting the routine so people think, okay, it's time to listen. But, but what happens in clapping or turning off a light, what you're saying is, hey, listen up. You got to disengage from your activity to hear the voice that's about to speak. If you've been in a place, sometimes the loudspeaker goes on and sometimes there's a tune that says that, 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 that this is a warning and there's a noise that you hear and then the warning is spoken. Why? It's saying, listen up. It takes us out of our routine. I believe that when God speaks to us, oftentimes he has to disrupt our routine in order to speak. Samuel was sleeping and God wakes him up out of his routine to speak to him. So when something unusual is happening in your life, when there's a shakeup occurring within your life, when something takes you, blindsides you, it may very well be that God is trying to get your attention so finally you will listen to what God is saying to you. Uh, secondly, if you're taking notes, write this down. When God speaks, you will need to learn to distinguish his voice from others. It tells us in verse five, so the lamp of the Lord had not gone out. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. Then God called Samuel and Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. You see, God was speaking to Samuel, but Samuel did not recognize God's voice. He thought it was the voice of Eli. And so even though God was trying to speak to him, he was not used to the voice of God. So, so he didn't understand that it was God speaking to him. When God speaks to you, you need to learn to distinguish his voice from others. I believe it takes time, discernment, and most of all, the spirit of God. I believe if you have the Holy Spirit of God and everybody has the Holy Spirit if you are born again, you cannot have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you if you've never bowed your knee, given your life over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and allowed him to, to invade your life as Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit only indwells in those that have allowed Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior. But if you have allowed Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior, then you have the Holy Spirit and it's the Holy Spirit that helps you distinguish the voice of God. 
It's the inner voice that helps you recognize the voice of God. But it may take some time in the beginning to begin to really become accustomed to the voice of God and, and, and get used to hearing the voice of God so that you know his voice and recognize his voice. I was at a, a wedding. I married my niece and one of the people that was guest at the reception there, I said hi to a few people and he looked at me and he said, you know, when you were talking, he said, I recognize your voice. I said, oh, Okay. He said, I've been listening, listening to you on the radio for about seven years. He said, when you, when you spoke, he said, I, I recognized your voice. He said, it's funny because I always picture a voice different with the person that I see. I didn't ask him if I was more handsome or uglier than what, I, what he thought. I said, yeah, I'm probably a lot more handsome than you, than you, what you thought I was, right? He said, uh, yeah, yeah. Has ever happened to you, listen, you hear a voice on the radio and then suddenly you see the person, wow, I didn't picture them that way. But it takes a while for us to distinguish the voice, to hear the voice and understand the voice. This man had been listening to a radio voice and when I met him in person and talked, he recognized my voice. Why? Because he had heard the voice. He was familiar with that voice. Number three, when God speaks, a period of confusion may come before breakthrough understanding happens. Notice that Samuel was confused before he understood that it was God speaking. God speaks, he runs to Eli. Eli says, goes back to bed, it wasn't me. God speaks again. Eli says, I didn't call you, go back, lay down. Verse 6, and again the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli. This is the third time. Here I am. You called me. Now, Samuel had to be confused. He felt like, hey, hold on. I keep hearing Samuel, but Eli's telling me he's not. What's happening here? Has that ever happened to you? What's happening? I'm not sure what's happening in my life. There's a period of confusion sometimes when God is speaking to us because we're not always sure what God is saying or that it, even if it is God. And so there's a time of discerning, a time of sorting through, God, is this you? What are you saying? Is this me? You're getting my attention. I'm not quite clear what's happening here. How many of you have ever been through that night of confusion? God is speaking, but you're really not sure. And it's not until later that you see that it was God and what God was actually trying to tell you. So sometimes there'll be confusion before there's breakthrough understanding. And I would say, don't be afraid of confusion as long as your sight is set towards God. That's a great reminder for those seasons of uncertainty. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps Weekend. Today's message is called Beginning to Listen, and we will continue in just a moment. Now, if you ever miss a portion of these weekly studies, or if you'd like to share today's message with a friend, just go to boldstepsweekend.org. And another way you can listen while you're out and about is downloading the Moody Radio app to your smartphone or Alexa-enabled device. Just search for Bold Steps Weekend to find all of Mark's past and present programs. And to access these teachings through your smart speaker, just say, Alexa, enable Moody Radio. Once you've done that, all you ever have to say is, Alexa, play Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. 
And you can stay up to date by subscribing to Bold Steps Weekend on your favorite podcast platform. And when you do, each weekend's message will be delivered automatically to your computer or device. We really appreciate your reviews and ratings, which help connect potential listeners to Bold Steps Weekend. One reviewer recently said, The messages heard on Bold Steps are easy to understand. Biblical truths are presented in a way that's applicable to life. It's on my phone and my radio. Type in Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, or click the Apple or Google links right on our website at boldstepsweekend.org. And whether on Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible, or Stitcher, whatever your preferred platform, make Bold Steps Weekend a regular part of your week. Right now, let's continue with the second half of today's message from Mark Job. Number four, when God speaks, his voice is patient and gently persistent. I love the fact that God called him three times. And I think God would have called him five times and six times and seven and ten times until he figured it out. He calls him. He goes the wrong way. He calls him again. He goes the wrong way. And God again calls him out. I believe the only time that God stops speaking to you is when you when your heart turns hard towards him and you say God and you say God I don't want to listen to you anymore. The Bible says in Hebrews do not harden your heart. I think sometimes people plug their ears when Jesus was speaking to people he would say those that have ears to hear. Well, he's talking to a whole crowd that had ears, but he was talking about spiritual ears. And I believe that God keeps speaking as long as your heart is soft and you're saying, God, I'm seeking you. I believe that as you seek God in fasting and prayer, that God will keep speaking to you as long as you will keep saying, God, I want to hear you. God, what you say, I want to obey. God, when you speak, I want to listen. I may not have it clear, God, but I'm pressing in to hear your voice, pressing in to get clarity from you. And so God gently speaks on the third time. Number five, when God speaks, he uses spiritual mentors to guide us in our response. Notice that finally Eli understood that it was God. And so he said to Samuel, I didn't call you. Verse eight, the Lord called Samuel a third time and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went down to lie down in his place. And a fourth time, God came. I love what it says. The Lord came and stood there. Wow. That's pretty heavy. The Lord came and stood there. Imagine a 13-year-old boy in the dark. And the Lord comes and stands there. The presence of God is there. You don't know how to explain it. You just know God is here. And then like the other times, he says, Samuel, Samuel. I think sometimes... We need help discerning the voice of God. And sometimes it's people around us that have maturity, that have been around the things of God for a while, 
that can help you discern whether this is really God's voice or not. I've had some people come to me with some pretty wacky things thinking it was God. And they tell me, like, in the first two minutes of the conversation, I know, no, you've heard a voice. But let me tell you, not the voice of God. Pastor, I think the Lord told me to leave my wife, and there's this, this girl that's 20 years younger than me, but I think God's telling me, go for it. Okay, I think you're hearing voices, but not the voice of God, okay? Not the voice of God. And I think sometimes there's spiritual discernment involved in helping us distinguish the voice of God and respond to the voice of God. And so sometimes we need spiritual people around us that know the word and know how God works to be able to guide us a little bit in understanding the voice of God and how it works. And then number six, when God speaks, he looks for hearts that are responsive. I love what Eli told him to say. Eli said, next time you hear that voice calling you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What a great response. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You see, I believe God speaks, but he speaks mainly to people that are listening. Have you ever been somewhere and started talking and the person you're trying to talk to is not listening? And you try a little bit and they're not listening. They're in our like, No, no, I'm, I'm listening. No, 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 keep talking. No, no. And, and, and what does it make you do? You just stop talking. My wife's done that to me a few times. Okay, I'm not going to talk to you now. You're not listening. Okay, 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 I'll listen. Because when, when someone's not listening, you stop talking because you don't want to waste your voice. When, when we're listening, God will speak. When God is talking and we're not listening, finally God says, okay, you're not trying to hear, you're not listening, you're not pursuing, you're not raising your spiritual antennas, you're not really seeking to hear me. Listen, sometimes it's noisy. And have you ever strained to hear someone? It's really hard to hear because there's other voices, but you strain in, you have to pay attention. It encourages that person to keep talking, even if there's voices around because they know you're trying to listen. It's the same way with God. I believe that God wants to speak to his children. I believe that the voice of God is powerful and life-changing for those that are willing to listen to his voice. But if you're not listening or paying attention, the proper posture to hear the voice of God is this. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And lastly, number seven. When God speaks... Expect that his voice will alter your life and destiny. You know, it tells us that this was the first time. Verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him yet. Samuel heard this message. This was a tough message delivered to a 13-year-old boy. It was a message of judgment that he would have to tell Eli. But the end of the chapter says the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and he let none of his words fall to the ground. It means that when Samuel heard the voice of God, he did something about it. Here's the two questions I want you to ask yourself. Number one, what has God been saying to you lately? And number two, what are you doing about it?
What are you doing about it? And if your ears are clogged right now and you're stuck because you heard God's voice 10 years ago speaking to you a lot or five years ago and you kept hardening your heart and hardening your heart and now you haven't heard God for a long time, then I want you to go back to the last time you heard God clearly and say, what did I do about it? And if God spoke to you clearly and you did nothing about it, then listen, it's time to go back and obey what God said to you. Amen. Some of you have been hearing that inner voice. And the question I would have for you is this. What has God been saying to you lately? And what are you doing about it? Let me repeat those questions. What has God been saying to you lately? And what are you doing about it? I have children And as they were growing up, I would speak to them often. They were in their rooms. And sometimes I would say stuff and they wouldn't answer. And then when I would go in the room, I would realize that they had uh, headphones on. So I was speaking to them, but they weren't hearing me. And so I'm wondering today if God is speaking to you, if he has clearly spoken to you uh, about decisions that you need to make about hard attitudes, about steps of obedience. And my question is, if you've heard his voice, what are you doing about what you've heard God say to you? This is a moment, a clear moment in time where you need to stop and say, God, I've heard you. And because I've heard you today, I will act upon your voice. And so Father, I pause right now And I ask for that person that's been confused, uh, disoriented, and maybe struggling to discern your voice. I pray that they would go to your word first of all. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would clarify through your word direction for their life. I pray for that person that's heard clearly but is resisting uh, obedience and is having a hard time following through on what they know you said to them, Father. I pray that they would find the inner courage, the power, the decisiveness to follow through in obedience and trust you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with our Bible teacher, Mark Job. Speaking of responses, one of the first ways that we're called to respond to God is by receiving His Son into our lives and accepting Jesus as our personal Savior. If that's a response you still haven't made, or if you simply have a few questions about how to take that step, Mark has put together a video you want to watch. He explains in a personal, clear manner just what it means to be a Christian and how we can build our relationship with God today. To learn more, go to boldstepsweekend.org and click on the link for Take Your Next Step. And then let me encourage you to follow up with someone from our team by filling out the form below the video or calling the number on the screen. When you connect with us, we'll send you a personal letter from Mark. We'll send a New Testament Bible, the book and anchor for the soul by Ray Pritchard, and the latest edition of our monthly newsletter, Today in the Word. If you'd like to speak with someone in our office, just call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. You can also connect with us online at boldstepsweekend.org. And while you're on our website, we also encourage you to check out another special resource we're offering called our Bold Action Gift. And to give us a sneak preview of what it's about, here again is Mark. 
Prayer works. That's a truth we find repeated over and over again, all throughout the Bible. So the question is, why do so many of us struggle to pray? We know that we need to pray. We may even want to pray, but somehow the moment never comes. We just keep pressing on, heads down, hearts closed, content with hoping instead of praying. Well, according to Dr. Bill Thrasher, most of our resistance to prayer is simply a matter of fear and lack of understanding. That's why he wrote the book entitled, A Journey to Victorious Praying. By unpacking the true biblical approach to prayer, Bill inspires us to re-envision our prayer life and connect with God the way he intended. As we kick off this new year, my friends, I hope you'll take a bold step in your own prayer life by requesting this helpful book. We'll be happy to send you a copy when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. And we've made it easy to give online when you go to boldstepsweekend.org or call us and give over the phone by dialing 866-535-5580. You can also send a one-time gift and request a journey to Victorious Praying in the mail. Just address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And then before we close, I want to remind you to sign up for Mark's weekly email devotional called the Bold Stepper Weekly. This encouraging devotional from the desk of Mark Job will help bring the power and relevance of Scripture into your everyday life. You'll also receive personal updates from Mark along with other resources to help you grow in your faith. So sign up today for the Bold Stepper Weekly at boldstepsweekend.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's all the time we have today. But be sure to join us again next week when Mark starts a message about the dangers of becoming lukewarm in our faith. It's a message you won't want to miss, and it's coming up next time here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.